0: Welcome to Truth Time, where you'll get a shot of the truth with no chaser. And now, your Truth Time host, Trey Trey Searcy. Okay, here we go with another Truth Time transmission. We're going to be with you here today talking about the 12 apostles, and uh, we're going to discover whether they were in the body of Christ or not. There's a teaching that's been brought to our attention that's going around Uh, You know, some just cannot get established in Paul's gospel. They're just not happy with being stable, so they're always looking for something new. So anyway, we, we press on and we'll deal with that today. I think you'll discover that Peter and Paul did not teach the same doctrines. Yes, some of what they taught are similar, of course, but there are many that differ and we need to know what to do with those. And knowing that Paul taught different doctrines than did Peter and the Twelve will simply not allow me in good conscience to include the Twelve in the body. If we teach two different doctrines to the one new man, we will most definitely incur some very serious consequences. If the Twelve Apostles became members of the body of Christ's church, then what they wrote would be instructions to us. Now that alone would create mass confusion and division, and is why we have several hundred, if not thousands, of denominations today, denominations that were were birthed by people who did not recognize the doctrinal differences between the house of Israel, Matthew 10, verse 6, and the church, which is his body, Ephesians one twenty two and 23. For example, the twelve apostles taught very differently from the apostle Paul on the subject of works for righteousness, just read and believe. Paul in Romans four five said, "But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness." Contrarywise, Peter in Acts ten thirty five said, "But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him." The subject of righteousness is a very serious one and it doesn't take a genius to see that these two men said two different things about the same thing. Paul said righteousness comes to him that worketh not while Peter said it comes to him that worketh for it. They also taught very differently on the subject of forgiveness of sins. Peter in Second Peter 1, nine said, But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Conversely, Paul in Colossians 2.13 said, And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. So the question one might ask is, have you been forgiven of your old sins or from all sins? Peter and Paul are not saying the same thing and cannot be a part of nor teaching the same body. One major blunder some make is thinking that everywhere in Scripture where the word church is mentioned, it, it is speaking of the same church, as if there were only one. You see, the Scriptures are clear when they declare that there was a church in the wilderness, Acts chapter 7, verse 38, a church under the law and led by Moses, And the church which was at Jerusalem, Acts chapter 8, verse 1, a prophesied church under the new covenant and led by Peter. And then we come to the church which is his body, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22, an unprophesied mystery church under grace and led by Paul. One major difference, though there are many, is that in both Moses' and Peter's churches, there was a distinction being made between Jew and Gentile. Not so for Paul's church as seen in Galatians 3.28, Colossians 3.11, and Ephesians 2.15. So let's do the math. If both Peter and Paul are in the same body, and both have instructions for the same church, yet one said his audience was purged of their old sins, while the other said his audience was forgiven of all sins, just how does that add? 2 plus 2 in this scenario equals 5. Moreover, if Paul said that at the cross is where God stopped imputing sins into the world, Second Corinthians 5.19, then that would simply mean there are no more sins to forgive, old or new. And just how could Peter be a part of the church, which is his body, when he preached, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins, while Paul preached, there are no sins to be baptized for. Listen, if sins are not being imputed, there are no sins to go in remission. And you cannot say, well, well, that's Acts 2, but, you know, later after he spoke with Paul, Peter understood the grace message and changed his gospel. Then he and the twelve were put into the body of Christ. Well, you can say it, but the word don't support it. And I'm convinced of that in light of what Peter later wrote in 1 Peter chapter uh, 3 verse 2. Here he says, and I quote, baptism doth also now save us. Did you get that? Don't miss it. He was still preaching that water baptism was needed for salvation, plain and simple. Furthermore, Peter said they'll get their sins blotted out when the Lord returns, when they're in his presence. This is contrary to what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If no sins are being imputed... Now now think about it. If no sins are being imputed, there are no sins to blot out. That's our good news. And it's quite different from the good news that Peter and the little flock preached. You see, those out there that are trying to force the twelve, push them in to where they don't fit, they're presenting a false narrative and trying to sell it as truth. Our apostle, the apostle Paul makes it clear to the body church that we are already standing in grace, and it's why he tells us that we're complete in Christ, Colossians 2.10. Listen, you can't be complete in Christ while at the same time be waiting to have your sins blotted out. This alone shows a couple of things. One, Peter is not preaching the same gospel Paul is, and two, if he's not, he can't be in the same body. When we just rely on evidence, Bible evidence... And not a Facebook post. It's clear that Peter could not have been teaching the church which is his body. If both Peter and Paul were teaching the same body, they were contradicting each other and are guilty of teaching two different doctrines to the one new man. Can someone say confusion? We've all heard the jokes and, and references to when we die and, you know, you go to heaven and you'll meet the apostle Peter standing there at the gate. When in reality, Peter will be nowhere in sight. Those gates are not in heaven, but rather in a city. A city that God has prepared in heaven, but it'll come down. He prepared this for the twelve tribes of Israel. A city with twelve apostles, twelve tribes, twelve gates, and one angel at each gate. The twelve will be with Christ, following his return not the first time, the first time when he returns for the body of Christ. No, we're talking about his second advent for Israel to give them their earthly kingdom. This is when he sets up his throne. They too will all get their own throne where they'll judge the 12 tribes of Israel, not the body of Christ, and they along with Christ will rule and reign for a thousand years. This is God's will, God's purpose for them. This believing remnant of Jewish believers, this 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 little uh, Luke 12, little flock, that's who Paul said gets the kingdom. Remember, the rest were blinded, but they were steadfast and remained faithful. This is Jerry Garrison, radio listener of yours, and I just wanted to let you know that I have been enjoying the program and... Uh have been absorbing it like a sponge. The messages and the broadcast have been awesome, excellent. I really appreciate the ministry that the Lord has given you. Thank you and God bless. Bye. Okay, this is Truth Time Radio. Toll-free number for all your questions and comments. You can find that at the website. And if you're watching a YouTube video, you can find it there on the screen or in the description. Today we're discussing the question, are the twelve apostles in the body of Christ? And we ask you to go and search the scriptures, search these things out for yourself. We believe it is not possible for them, the twelve or any of the little flock remnant, to be members of the body of Christ. How did we come to such a belief we believe the scriptures without adding to them? And how would the twelve, if they are in the body as some teach, how would it be possible for them to sit on twelve thrones on earth, while at the same time be be with us serving God in heaven. We who are seated in the heavenlies, our conversation is in the heavenlies, and it is there that we find our destiny, and is where we, we go to rule God's heavenly kingdom. There is a heavenly kingdom and there is an earthly kingdom, but those who are not skilled in rightly dividing the word of truth We'll always mix things that don't belong together. Those teaching this confusion are diametrically opposing God's will, God's purpose, His divine will since the beginning. Genesis 1.1 1, 1. Two destinies, two destinations, two destinations for two groups of people. A heavenly people and an earthly people. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The body of Christ is a new creature, a new creature created to serve God in heavenly places. That's why we're told that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings where? That's right, in heavenly places. Not rightly dividing the word of truth will leave you discouraged and disappointed, waiting on Israel's blessings to fall upon you while you're here on earth. You're not promised earthly blessings. That's Israel's. No need to steal their promises. You have something better. You have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Earthly things come and go, but these heavenly blessings are eternal. The born-again, new covenant, bride of Christ, little flock, hey, their blessings are earthly. Israel has an earthly hope. We have a heavenly hope. Christ will establish His kingdom with Israel on earth. We don't even have the same judgment as they do. In Romans 2.16, Paul tells us this, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. We will be judged how? By Paul's gospel. We will not be judged by Peter, James, or John's gospel, but rather by Paul's gospel. Just read and believe. There are no tribes in the body of Christ. No distinction is ever made in the church the body of Christ. The body of Christ is made up of the one new man, Jew and Gentile, without distinction. Not so for Peter's audience. There is a distinction. Not so for the audience of James or John. Just read. You'll see a distinction. But the church which is his body, the body of Christ's church that Paul reveals... This new creature is made up of both Jew and Gentile with no elevated status, no elevated distinction, no preeminence, and there is absolutely not even one tribe in it. This evidence should be clear to a Bible believer. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 5, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Those tangled up in twistianity attempt to make Peter, James, and John the apostles being spoken of here. Sadly, what they've done is failed to see that Paul had apostles under him, fellow soldiers, fellow laborers. Philippians 2.25, Yet I suppose it necessary to send to you, Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. While Paul was the first apostle in the mystery church, he was not the only apostle. 1 Thessalonians 2, six. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome, as the apostles of Christ. Who are the apostles being spoken of in Ephesians chapter 3? Peter, James, and John? No, Paul, Silvanus, uh, Timothy. And there were others. And that's referenced in First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1. They're constantly attempting to join what God purposely separated. Just let God be God, and let's go by His plan. Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Therefore, He needs a heavenly people and an earthly people to fill them up. The one New man is not Jew only. The one new man recognizes no distinction. The one new man is both Jew and Gentile in one body, and is why Paul wrote for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit 1 corinthians twelve thirteen That is not the Gospel of the kingdom that Christ revealed to the twelve for them to preach. Their circumcision gospel was a gospel of distinction about a future kingdom on earth that'll take place during a millennial, a time that you and I will be citizens of heaven. While the Matthew 5 meek inherit the earth, we who are members of his body have our affections set on things above, not, not on things on the earth. Get this today, it'll open up the Bible like never before. This is the circumcised, quote, Israel of God that Paul mentions later on, four chapters later, in Galatians chapter 6. They're the meek that will inherit the earth. Some have arrived at the conclusion that, that, that the twelve are in the body of Christ because of a verse in Romans chapter 16. There in verse 7, Paul wrote this, My kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles who also were in Christ before me. Because Paul wrote in Christ before me, they conclude that this means that they were members of the church which is his body. But it doesn't say that. Every believer from Genesis to Revelation would be considered in Christ. Because Christ is the only way into salvation. Always has been, always will be. No, the body of Christ is a new creature. Not prophesied. You won't find it in prophecy. It's a mystery body of believers. A mystery church made up of the one new man, Jew and Gentile, without distinction, and found nowhere in prophecy. And it's just this simple. Anyone thinking otherwise, I I, I challenge you to prove it. If you can find the church, the body of Christ, in prophecy, call or email us from the website, truthtimeradio.com. In the first century, there were churches that had heard the gospel of the kingdom prior to Paul coming on the scene. They were in Christ. They were in Christ believers prior to Paul receiving his new dispensational instructions for the new creature, the church which is his body. Therefore, there were two groups of believers at that time. Paul knew this and tried to avoid creating mass confusion by not doing one thing, You'll see that in Romans fifteen twenty, where he wrote, I strive to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. Paul was very careful not to tread on the groundwork of any of the twelve apostles. But a question we must ask is, why would it matter? Why would it matter if they were all preaching the same gospel? Answer, of course, is they were not. That's what religion is selling, but don't buy it. Beware of religion and their dumbing-down process. Dabble in it long enough, and it'll put you in a spiritual coma. All of mankind, all of humanity, belongs to one of two groups. You're either in Adam or in Christ. Everyone ever saved in any dispensation is in Christ. But not everyone is a member of the church, which is his body. There are those who are in Christ according to prophecy, and there are those who are in Christ according to mystery. Those that are in Christ according to the mystery are in the church, the body of Christ. Something not even mentioned in prophecy. Not even mentioned before the mystery. You see how this works? In your Bible, prophecy and mystery are not the same. Prophecy, Acts 3.21, is words spoken. Words spoken since the world began. But mystery, Romans sixteen twenty five is words kept secret. Words kept secret since the world began. Words that were spoken since the world began and words kept secret since the world began are not the same. And though we're apart now and will remain apart during the millennial reign, one day we will be gathered with the twelve and all of believing Israel. With all who are in Christ. What a great day that will be when we can hug the neck of, of Peter, James, and John, and so on. What a great day of fellowship. But we mustn't put the cart before the horse. That's not rightly dividing the word of truth. That would be wrongly dividing it. That time is out there in the future. And Paul puts it this way, Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Again, we see Genesis one: 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God does nothing without a purpose. The time Paul spoke of here is a time when God will gather together the twelve apostles, along with all of believing Israel, and the Gentile nations who were saved through them, and they will come together with the church which is his body. That church that makes no distinction, that's made up of one new man, both Jew and Gentile, who believed on Paul's gospel, and will all be together following their 1,000-year reign on earth, but not until then. Just believe the Bible." It's not that hard to do, and it's much easier than to continue to try to explain these verses away so that they fit into your belief system. Abandon the system and get on the side of truth. But it seems like every time I turn around, someone's fallen from grace, and in time, that'll happen to those that are trying to cram the twelve into a position where they just don't fit. Kind of like the uh, the frog in the skillet. They slowly slip back into the uh, seductive arms of religion. The fallen from grace are the ones who once believed the truth, but somewhere along the way they acquired itching ears and have since been led astray. What was the twelve looking for? First 1 Peter 1.13, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now compare that with Paul and ask yourself this question, is that what we're waiting for? Are we waiting for the revelation of Christ or the appearing of Christ? when we will meet him in the air. These two events are not the same, and are separated by at least seven years. Christ coming back and setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives is not the same as us going to meet him in the air. His feet never touch the ground. As we discussed last time on the broadcast, the house of Israel and the body of Christ are simply not the same. God has two separate destinations and purposes for each. Please be careful to notice that believing Israel was looking for the return of Christ while Paul's church was and still are looking for our departure. The departure of the church, the body of Christ, happens first and the return of Christ when he will take care of his enemies and, and escort Israel into their earthly kingdom happens after. Rightly dividing the word of truth is key to your understanding. Teaching our listeners to rightly divide the word of truth, making the Bible easier to understand. This is Truth Time Radio with Trey Circe. Comparing the verses makes Bible study fun. So many exciting new discoveries. Watch this. Matthew 19, verse 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Now here's Peter. And who is he? One of the twelve. Peter never mentions the church, which is his body, because Peter was not our apostle. He's not the Catholic's first pope either. Verse 27, Peter said, Behold, we have forsaken all, and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration which the Son of Man shall, now watch this, don't miss it, shall sit, shall sit in the throne of His glory, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now where will they be sitting? Upon twelve thrones. Let's continue. Follow carefully. Ephesians 2, 6, And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Newsflash, the twelve apostles cannot and will not be sitting upon twelve thrones here on earth, while at the same time sit together with us in heavenly places. Why does it sound different? Because it is different. Back to Matthew chapter 19, when we keep reading, right after that, right after Christ tells them about their twelve thrones here on earth, he says this, verse 29, And every one that have forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. And the reason that never made sense to you is because it wasn't written about you. The new creature, the church body, is only spoken of in the letters of Paul. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God created the two and is raising up two bodies of people to occupy them both. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, that our citizenship is in heavenly places. Can Peter say the same? Absolutely not. Paul tells us that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But is the twelve looking for blessings in heavenly places? Tradition will tell you yes, but you won't find it in the Bible. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. Here's Bible truth for you. Here, the twelve asked the Lord. Now listen, listen to their question. Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? (laughs) Folks, they were not interested in going to heaven. This was about their kingdom coming to earth and matches perfectly with the prayer they prayed in Matthew 6. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as is in heaven. Thy kingdom Come. Come. They're not going nowhere. Their kingdom is coming. Just follow the dots. The dots never moved. The dots have been in the same place as they always have. It's the multi-denomination divisions who've messed things up. They moved the dots, and we got lost in the process. Listen, I've said this many times, and some may get tired of hearing it, but if the twelve apostles preach the same gospel as the one apostle, Paul, then why the need for Paul? Think about that. If the twelve preached the same gospel, then they could have just kept preaching it. God would have had no need to raise up a murderer, Saul, save him, change his name to Paul, and then give him a commission to go into all the nations. Now that's real simple. We're supposed to believe that the twelve apostles are a member of the church, which is his body, even though in Acts chapter 11, the twelve had restricted their preaching to, quote, none but unto the Jews only, end quote. I mean, this thing can get seven flavors of nuts real fast. That's why you don't need to follow anyone, including us. Don't follow truth time. All I'm here to do is to wake you up and get you into this book. This book is what you follow. First Peter 1 Peter 1.1. Peter said he's an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered. James 1.1. 1, 1. He said his letters was to the twelve tribes which are scattered. Notice what they did not say. James did not say to the one body, which is scattered. No, he said twelve tribes. Twelve and one are different. To fully understand this, one must first recognize that the body of Christ, the new creature, consists of both the believing circumcision and the believing uncircumcision. There's no distinction in Paul's church. Galatians 6.15 For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision but a new creature. This is the Ephesians 2.15 twain that were made into the one new man by believing Paul's gospel. However, those who were in Christ before Paul were those who believed Peter and the twelve's gospel of the kingdom. Paul called them, quote, the Israel of God, Galatians 6.16. And as many as walk according to this rule... Peace be on them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. Do note and remember that it was earlier in Galatians that James, Peter, and John shook hands in agreement that they would shut down their, quote, great commission and restrict their ministry to the circumcision only, Galatians two nine. The new creature is a new creation, where circumcision no longer matters. In conclusion... To say the 12 were members of the one body but never wrote anything to the one body is simply error. We encourage you to check into these things for yourself and remember, you only get two educations. The one you're given and the one you give yourself. You say, I'm gonna be like you, Dad. You know I'm gonna be like you. This has been Truth Time with Trey Searcy. Visit our website at truthtimeradio.com. Until next time, remember, when a man who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he will either quit being mistaken or cease to be honest.